Hello again, friend. Feeling a little lackluster right now? Maybe it's not just your fingers or toes that need some polish. Maybe it's you too. Today's gal pal, Nicole Greer, has a practical approach to get your shine back. Her enthusiasm is so contagious, you can't help but smile. Hey, before we get started, have you taken my quiz to determine your nail color persona yet? I always ask my guests to take and share their results because it's a fun way to get to know them before we dive into our conversation. All you have to do is go to livelikeyournailcolor.com forward slash quiz. Answer three quick questions and in your results, discover your specific nail color persona. There are five of them. Your built-in strengths and how to tap into those strengths when chip happens. Again, go to livelikeyournailcolor.com forward slash quiz. Now let's get talking with Nicole. Tired of so much chip happening? Discouraged by so much downer news? Weary from chronic crisis? Don't let the chips keep you down. Welcome to the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast, where the tips of your fingers and toes are ready to inspire you to not give up and to keep creating the business, career, and life you want. In each episode, we flip the chip and let our fun nail color with that crazy fun name cheer us on to remember our strengths, embrace the power of choice, see life as an adventure, and know resilience is only a touch-up or change-up away. Get ready for a good time and a good laugh with your host, Mary Foley. Welcome back, Live Like Your Nail Color Gals. Feeling a little lackluster right now? Maybe it's not just your fingers or toes that need some polish. Maybe it's you too. Then you're in the right place because my gal pal today has a practical approach to get your shine back. We're not just talking about feeling re-energized. We're also talking about releasing your talent like a light to illuminate the dark places where your brilliance is desperately needed in your career, your business, your, your community, or really wherever you want to shine. My gal pal, Nicole Greer, is the principal coach and CEO of Vibrant Coaching, which is the perfect name because, as you will soon find out, she's definitely no wallflower. As a speaker, trainer, facilitator, and coach, she inspires individuals, businesses, government, and nonprofits to become the people and the organizations they were created to be. And she's known for her edge in a good way. Because she holds her clients in high esteem and strongly encourages commitment from them as she asks them some really hard questions that inevitably lead to growth. That sounds like a setup to flip the chip to me, just saying. Woo boy, here we go. Nicole, welcome to the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so delighted to be here, Mary. Thank you for the invitation. I think we're going to have a great time and we're definitely going to learn how to shine. Yes, we are definitely going to learn how to shine. So before the podcast, I ask you to take my quiz called What is Your Nail Color Persona? So before we talk about all this other stuff about getting our shine on, what's your nail color persona and did it nail you? Yeah, it absolutely nailed me. So I like the French manicure, right? So as everybody can see, if you could see me, I have a little fresh one. I got it this weekend. Um, so I, you know, I am a practical girl. I like the same color, matches every outfit I got in my closet. You know, I, I like system strategies and smarts. And so I like things to be predictable. So I don't go too wild, but it doesn't mean I don't I don't have wild side. So yeah, I think it totally nailed me. I love your little nail assessment. And if you haven't taken it, you should stop what you're doing, put this on pause and get 
that done before we move any further. That's my suggestion. I love that. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and here you are a vibrant coach. So here's what I find that's kind of interesting. Vibrant yeah. coaching. You typically are wearing very, you know, bright colors, you know, and such. And yet you have these very practical nails that typically have a tip, right? And there's all kinds yes. of colors on the tip. What's your go-to fave color for the tip? Uh, well, I, again, traditionally white tip. Now, I, I do have to confess something. I did something really stupid when I was 18 years old. However, I think a lot of gals who are listening to this podcast can relate to this. So I was 18 years old living in Detroit, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And um, Detroit, Michigan, it's very cold in the wintertime. I had a diesel VW Volkswagen rabbit car. And I could not get my diesel Volkswagen car to start. So I started fiddling around on the inside of the engine like I like I knew what I was doing. I just was desperate to get to work. Now, how many of you all have been working your fanny off since you're 18 years old, desperately trying to go to work, hustle, do your thing? I know there are so many women going, that's me. And so I was fiddling around in the car and I cut the tip of my index finger off in the ah. car engine. Now, oh, you yeah. did not know that the podcast was going to go this direction. Oh, no. Now, Okay. Now, here's right. the thing. If you have nine bright red fingernails, the finger with no nails is going to stick out like a sore finger. Not a sore thumb, but a, a sore, sore finger. finger right? <laughs> so, so I would wear colorful nails if everybody wouldn't go, oh my God, what happened to your finger? And see, you guys are my gal pals, as you said, as we began the podcast. So you guys get to hear the story right out of the gate. But like, it is my little, um, you know, my scar of being a hustler since the way, way, way back. Mm -hmm. um, so my car turned on, fingers in the wrong place, tip got cut right off. And I was hustling my way over to the Bill Knapp's restaurant to be the hostess with the most, just don't you know. But if you cut off the tip of your finger, then you have to go to the ER. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. I did. I mean, like, I, I didn't go to work that day, but that's where I was headed. Uh, and so here's here's the rest of the story. So I wore a uniform. And one of the things of the uniform is we had a white sweater that went over. You could only wear a white sweater, which makes oh, no. no sense in the restaurant business. And so I took my hand and I wrapped it in my white sweater up near my heart. And so I called my little girlfriend and she came and got me and took me in the emergency room. They thought I had like a chest wound because there was so much blood <laughs> over the top of my white sweater and they were like oh my god it's like no it's just my finger and so anyway uh i got in there i had a wonderful doctor big huge tall man and what the last thing he said to me because this don't forget this is detroit this is motown last thing i remember him saying he's like do you like aretha and i said i do and so he started playing r-e-s-p-e-c-t and then last thing next thing you know i woke up fingers all bandaged up and everything's good to go but um, but I think we've all got some war stories about how we've all done whatever we could do to get to work to get things done um, because we just wanted to make an impact, make a difference. And and I I, I love the restaurant business. I did it for about ten years, mm. and uh, it was a great training ground for anybody. Oh my god! Should have to work in the restaurant business, don't you? I agree. I was a waitress for a couple of years. Uh, right. Uh, let's see, the end of high school and then in, into college. Yeah, I mean, you want to get oh, that's good. Um, Customer service skills, absolutely. And then when I first worked for AOL, I always like to say when AOL was cool, I was right out of uh, college and it was, you know, now I sound like a dinosaur. But anyway, I spent a year, 12 months every day answering about 60 to 80 phone calls from their 800 number. And um, there is nothing like 
get in the dive in the deep end of one of those pools um like you did with uh with people at restaurants uh if you could do that then i was in the call center for seven years and and that's all customer service i was in management and i was in training and such after after that she were of course I was. That's right. Well, put me on the path that I have today. But again, that's right. appreciation for customers. I mean, ultimately, that's who any organization is supposed to be about. But it's easy to get out of touch, you know, with them. Uh, and, and therefore, your clarity. And in fact, so since you like a white tip, right? Uh, yes. I was looking at the definition of what is this white color communicate? You know, what does it say? So I'm going to read it. and You tell me if it nails you as well. Uh, it's okay. a white color, nail color reveals you like cleanliness, freshness, and simplicity. You enjoy fresh starts and new beginnings. You spark clarity in others. Uh, I think that's a mic drop moment. I think that's totally me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I like things clean, orderly. I want a fresh start. There's nothing better than a new project to work on where you can go and put all of your genius inside of it and see uh, this idea of shining that we're going to talk about is like about bringing your genius to the party. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us have gotten small or dark and we're not using all of our genius uh, for several reasons. Either we're cynical <laughs> because we don't think our opinion matters anymore. We've, or maybe we um, feel like we've been pushed down, told to shut up, whatever. Um, but here's what I know. Everybody that's born on planet Earth has a, a little spark of genius in them. And the world would probably be cured of most of its ailments if everybody was bringing that spark to the party. Mm -hmm. um, and so that fresh start, I mean, we need to do do-overs in a lot of places in our lives and do a lot of do-overs at the workplace and, you know, just in the world in general. Yeah, that's, yeah. So therefore, white tip is perfect. It's perfect for you. <laughs> So it is perfect for me. That's right. Okay. So, so that's a great segue into your company is Vibrant Coaching. What's a vibrant life and why is that so important to you? Uh, well, because we are all traveling a lifeline and you only get one shot at this lifeline. Okay. So I want everybody to get a pen or a paper. If you're not on the treadmill, be careful, whatever you're driving, doing. Okay. But, or imagine in your mind's eye, you know, you just draw a horizontal line and there's an X on the left-hand side and there's an X on the right-hand side. And the X on the left-hand side is the day that you popped on the planet. Now, here's what I know about the day that everybody popped on the planet. Every single person that's listening to this call right now, uh, to this podcast, is under has to understand that when you popped on the planet, there was like a mission that you were given, okay? And you were born with genius, and you were born with um, you know natural talents to actually carry this out. And so you, we've got one shot at this thing, as far as I understand so far in this life. If I'm, I just turned 57, like last Wednesday, you, I'll give you my address at the end of the call, and you can send me a card. Okay. Um, and so, <laughs> and so people uh, have this one shot at life, okay? And so we're traveling this lifeline, and the sooner we can figure out what our mission is, what our mission field is, we can do the self-assessment, which is the S in my shine coaching methodology to figure out what are my talents? What are my skills? What's my knowledge? Um, you know, what are my abilities and begin to put that to work? Um, then we can fulfill, you know, our purpose, right? And on the right-hand side of the little lifeline is the X where you're going to pop off the planet. And as far as I know, most people are going to experience that. 
Okay. So um, when you pop off the planet, one of two things is going to happen. They're going to either put you in a box or a jar and they're going to stand around the box or the jar and they're going to be like, oh, you know, she was a nice gal. She did this. She did that. But you know what? She talked about writing the book. She talked about changing her career. She never got around to that. Yeah. And so, you know, I really believe that a vibrant life is one that's full of energy um, and where you are shedding light and being a positive influence. So to shine means to shed light. And, and that is that positive influence. You know, we can't change the world, but we can change like the 27 feet around us. <laughs> uh, by our pre by our presence, you know, we can have an impact, we can influence and we can energize the situation. But it, but we have to be we have to stand in choice about that. We have to want to do that. And you kind of were speaking of it about the fact of why we may feel like our light is dimmed. You know, why we aren't feeling like we're shining because the last few years there's been so much change, there's been so much challenge. Um have you personally found it harder to live a vibrant life the last few years? You know, I I would be um, delusional if I said, uh, you know, no, I haven't had any problems. <laughs> However, um, I will tell you that during COVID, um, I know people were dying. I know people who are listening to this lost people. And first of all, I just want to say I am sorry that this crazy world affected your life. Now, the flip side of that is I do think in every cloud there is a silver lining and I think you can go out and, and find that silver lining. Now, the idea of a silver lining, don't miss this, everybody, is that the sun is actually coming behind the cloud and a little, you know, if you have, you've, you've seen this, you've been standing outside and you've seen the edge of the cloud and it's like a literal little line around the outside of the cloud because the sun is behind the cloud. And there is a silver lining in everything. Now, just to drive point, home the point that I am not numb or some kind of crazy optimist or something, uh, right up the street from me, two two doors up, Mary, uh, I, there was a neighbor of mine. I, she'd be out in her yard. We weren't close, but I would wave. She would wave. What are you planting? I'm putting in tulips. You know, this whole thing, we'd have our little routine as I was walking by with the dog. And so um, I knew her and um, we talked all the time. Well, uh, find, come to find out I haven't seen her out in her yard. And I'm like, where is she? So I saw my other neighbor and they're like, she passed away. I'm like, what? Oh. And so I said, well, I haven't seen her son. And she said, he passed too. So she was in her seventies. He was in his fifties. Oh my the gosh. The teenage son lived there and took out both the, the mother and the son. <gasps> and I, you know, so I understand how horrible it was. Um, however, um, a lot of really good things have happened in that family. Like that family has rallied around. In fact, her sister lives right next door, uh, much friendlier than she's ever been before, much more open to talking to me. You know, like it shifts your perspective when things like this happen. So that's the silver lining. Now, during COVID, um, my daughter, this, this is kind of another sad story, but uh, I'll take you back up the feeling scale in a second. She finally got the chance to go to New Zealand on exchange during her uh, junior year of college. Well, she got to New Zealand. She got moved into her apartment. She's all set up in her classes. Four weeks later, they send her home <laughs> because uh, of COVID. Wow. Now, I want to tell you, that summer, I had Katie Greer in my house for, you know, 
another year that I would have never gotten. Like, did you hear me? She was a junior in college. Like she was right. never coming back to the house. Right. <laughs> she right. was living, she's going right. to live this big you're life. Hoping. You're hoping, right? If I've done good parenting and she's, and she's actually been able to figure out how to be sustaining on her own. And now, you know, after COVID and everything, she's living in Lynchburg. She's live, she's living a vibrant life. She's going to PT school. She's going to be Dr. Caitlin Greer someday. She just bought her first home. It's just very exciting. Um, but I had her for the whole summer mm. uh, and, you know, into the into the school year. And we cooked and we ate and we talked and we laughed and we walked puppies and we just did all sorts of fun things. So um, I think it's really one of the things you need to do in, in your life is you need to step back. And you again, the S in the shine coaching methodology is self-assessment is like get a hold of yourself. <laughs> what's really going on in your life? You know, so I have like three little questions um, that I tell people to ask themselves every morning in a, in a journaling process. It can, you can answer with one word. So you can do this journaling process. The first question is, is where are you right now? Now that doesn't mean sitting in the kitchen journaling. That means like, where are you in your life right now? Just take a moment to step back and go, okay, well I'm in COVID, but my daughter's upstairs sleeping. We're all safe. We're all healthy. Good. Or post COVID, uh, things are absolutely lit up. My business is booming. Everybody's back to training. Everybody wants to be coached. Everybody wants to get their business going again. Um, I'm blessed. I am so stinking lucky. It's not even funny. The next question we ask is, you know, what do you really want? Now, to me, this is a very important question, especially for women, because we have a tendency to put all the people around us first. We have that, you know, like mother's heart or the, you know, sister's heart or daughter's heart or whatever. Um, but you got to figure out what you really want in life. I have a TED talk. It was done in 2015. Please go watch it because it will answer, you know, how to answer the question. What do you really want? It'll talk about shine a little bit more. But, you know, I think we're like ashamed to declare that we want something different. And, you know, when I was growing up, Mary, people would say to me, uh, or my, not people, my, my dad, my grandmother, you know, you shouldn't want so many things. Wow. You know, like I got shamed, you know, like you, you should be happy with what you got. Now, when I talk about an adult woman at 57, again, my birthday was last week, I'll give your address so everybody can send me something. So, um, so, you know, I was told, you know, you shouldn't want so many things. Now, the most of the things I want now are things that serve other people. You know, like I want to grow my business so I can coach more people. Um, you know, like one of the things I'm working on right now is I'm trying to get a group of people to go to Kentucky to help with the flood. Like, that's what I really want. I want to get a boatload of people to go to Kentucky and rip carpet out of poor people's houses that got flooded. Um, you know, there's different things that I really, really want to make happen. Um, that are very positive and and serve the world. You know, like I one thing on the list I've got I'm dreaming about is getting my PhD. Now everybody thinks I'm a nutcase. They're like, why do you want to do that? At well, 57, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that is insane. And you know, and then I told them, you know how much a PhD at University of North Carolina, Charlotte is? It's seventy eight thousand dollars. <laughs> and so really like, like why would you want to do that? Yeah, it's right. Spend that money. Yeah. Well, I have this little dream, yeah. uh, you know, which is the I in the shine coaching methodology, which is like, you got to have a vision. You got to be in integrity and have a future state you're trying to get after. Um, but like, I think I want to be like that 70 year old, uh, you know, Professor Greer, you know, 
so are you signed up for for Professor Greer's leadership class? Yes, I heard it was awesome. And then like maybe <laughs> yeah. when I'm 90, I'll just fall over out of my chair and I'll, I'll be laying there. I'll be like, oh, she left the planet doing what she loved. She was teaching young youngsters all about leadership. You know, like, I mean, I got a plan till I pop off the planet. I plan on working to the last moment. What do you really want? It almost sounds like, hey, be real with yourself. You know, don't have limitations. What do you really want? Even if you can't imagine or can't understand how you might get there. I mean, it's almost like fill in the blank. Is that so that's that's a that's a big question to ask yourself first thing in the morning and journal about. So but yeah, what's the third question? I got to know. You said, okay. yeah, the third question is, what is my next right step? So that is the N in the Shine Coaching Methodology, which is what are your next right steps? I mean, like sometimes you can't figure out everything to get where you want to go, but like what's one little thing you could do? So I'll just use that example of going to school. So uh, I talked to a lot of people who were in their 40s and 50s who, you know, run into some career roadblock because they don't have the the undergrad done or they don't have the MBA and some youngsters got the MBA or whatever the deal is. And, and, you know, it's like, well, you could sit around and complain about it, or you could go get this thing done. And you know what, you would probably really stink and enjoy class because now you're old enough. You've got some experience. You could participate in the conversations. You would, you'd probably look like an all-star in there and have a good time doing it. Um, and so, you know, I'll say to them, you know, well, what's in your way? Well, I don't know, you know, if my credits from my old college, there's your next right step. It's this big. Call up the community college from 1997 and say, do you have my records? <laughs> That's right. it. And see if they have the records. What inspired you to create this particular shine model and this approach? Yeah. Well, I, I would say, first of all, you know, truth telling, honesty and candor uh, to brand myself. Uh, so I'm an That's entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah. And um, I, I and when I went through my master's degree program at, at the University of uh, Queens University here in Charlotte, North Carolina, when I went through that, they had many models that they showed me and they were not sticky. They were complicated and very, um, I don't know, theoretical or something. And uh, and I thought to myself, you know, um, I think I know what would help people move through their life in a better way. And, and I do know the first thing we have to do is um, to get fierce with reality. There's this uh, author named Florida Maxwell, and that's my favorite quote from her. And she's like, if you want to do, you must first get fierce with reality. Like, you know how you'll get a little quote and you put it in your pocket and then yeah. you find it coming out of your mouth left and right. <laughs> so I've been using that sucker for a long time. But Florida is exactly right, is that you cannot move forward. It's kind of like, I don't know, have any of you listeners, have you married fully ever been on a diet that's a joke because everybody i know has yes, been on a diet of course. okay and so it's like you know the minute like you avoid the scale for like three months and then the day that you step on the scale like that's the moment you're fierce with reality that's what self-assessment is it's like i need to stop and i really need to figure out what are the numbers what's the data say yeah, right. what is really what's really going on with me um, and so I have various sundry assessments that I use with clients that measure all sorts of different things from skill sets to personality, to the quality of your character, to your emotional intelligence, to your change readiness. I mean, we could go on and on and on. So, you know, somebody can sit and, and really take a good look in the mirror and say, this is, this is where I'm at. This is what's up with me. 
So that's kind of your starting point. So like you get on the scale and it says 127 pounds and you went away 112 pounds. Okay, we know we have 15 pounds to go. So that, <laughs> I like you know, like we, I'd like to have this. Actually, <laughs> I, I would say 127. I don't need to diet. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I was wishful thinking over here too, but it's okay. So, you know, it's like that kind of thing, right? And so we have to do self-assessment. And, and the truth of the matter is, that, you know, we are part of the answer, you know, to what's wrong with the world, like I alluded to earlier, but we're also part of the problem. I mean, we, we've got to understand that we have work to do on ourselves. You know, the reason I'm not getting where I'm going, you, people, um, you, you've heard this before, I'm really stuck. It's a form of chip is what's happened on nails and in your life, right? Because I talk a lot about chip happening and flipping the chip. And so you first got to face your own chip is what I'm hearing. Uh, that's right. And so you you have to get out your nail polish remover and you got to get it, you know, down <laughs> to the brass tacks here. You got to get down to naked nails. Okay. That's that exactly is, right. Right? Right? And your true authentic self. What do you really want is a great question to say, what do I uh -huh. authentic type question? What that is. That's right. And then and then it's like, oh, well, you know, looks like I need a vitamin. Right. So like, it, yes, my nails uh, are chipping out here. But really what the problem is, is I'm not taking in my daily vitamin. Uh, I'm not, you know, sipping on my collagen or whatever your deal is so that I have a nice, healthy beginning. And so I think you've got to do that self-assessment. Now, once you've done some of that work, you figured out what do you really want? You have um, assessed where you're at. You've used a coach, a good girlfriend, a therapist, a counselor, your you know your mother-in-law, whatever your whatever you have available to you to kind of have somebody ask you some powerful questions. Um, then you can you can start to see. Well, here's places I need to go to work. So you know the thing about coaching is you know like I tell people when I when I coach them and they're my new clients, I'm like, listen, we got to be really upfront with each other right out of the gate. And they're like, okay, and I'm like, listen. I got no magic potions. I got no magic wands. I got no spells to cast on you. I have no powders to send you in the mail to, you know, ingest. I got nothing. You know, the real work of coaching is done by the coach E. The coach asks the questions that hopefully help you think deeper about what it is that needs to happen. So we have to begin with habit work. So a lot of times after we assess where we are, we need to just pick up some new habits. Now, habit work is no joke. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it is no joke. So you you don't change them all at one place, but but you but let's say that we take our nails down to you know the naked nail, as you say, uh, and we do notice, oh, I got ripples and they're weak. You know, I, I gotta strengthen this from the inside out. So I'm gonna take a vitamin every day. That might be all you work on. For 30 days, right? Is, you know, I'm just going to try to get a vitamin down my throat. I'm going to try to get that established. And then what I like to say to people is that we're going to build on that small habit with another small habit. So let's say we get up, coffee habits already in place, probably for what, 80% of you listening or the tea habit. So you get up, you have your coffee, you eat something, you take your vitamin. Then the next thing we're going to do is answer those three questions. And then we're going to add to that. So we're going to put things that are working together. Um, and that comes from the work of a guy named BJ Fogg, F-O-G-G, if you all want to write that down. And he talks about tiny habits that you just get one tiny habit in place and then you add another one. 
Um, there's another guy, Dan Sullivan, who I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him, but I love me some Dan Sullivan, write that down. He talks about when you work good habits in the bad ones go out the back door. You don't even have to worry about bad habits. So like, don't say I'm quitting smoking. Don't say I'm going to stop eating sugar. Don't say any of those things. Just pick up something good and start doing that little teeny tiny habit. So, uh, so habit work. So self-assessment, and then we start working on habits. Now, this this coaching methodology, I mind, it isn't um, an acronym, but you've, you move in and out of all five letters all the time. You know, you're over here in H, you're over in S, you're over in I. So, so tell us then what's I in SHINE. Okay, so this one is about integrity. And integrity is a funny, weird thing because People think they have integrity and they don't. So don't don't turn off the podcast with me saying that. <laughs> don't be offended, okay? Because um, here's the truth about integrity. Integrity comes and goes. It's not a permanent state. And uh, the word integrity comes from the root was like, which the same root is integer. Like if we go back to math class, it means like a whole number, nothing less than one, nothing more than one. It's a whole number, okay? And so... You know, I am a, uh, you know, broken human. I don't know about y'all, but listening, but I'm a broken human. There are moments where I am in high integrity. Like I'm doing what I say I'm going to do. I am up and at them. I got a good attitude. I'm making stuff happen. I'm delivering. I'm, you know, going out in the world and making the 27 feet around me fantastic. But then there are other days where, you know, maybe this is not happening. Um, or let's say that, you know, I do eat the cheeseburger, even though I had every intention of being the salmon. You know, like there's these right. little moments where I fall out of integrity. So what we need to think about is really working on the quality of our character. Now, again, this is kind of offensive to people. I've had people like just cross their arms in an audience, you know, <laughs> look at me like I hate her. But, uh, you know, the, the quality of our character is huge. So, for example, I mean, how many of y'all don't raise your hands? Wait, I can't see your hands. But um, so, you know, have told a little white lie. I mean, we all have. How many of y'all have exaggerated? You know, like, so, you know, if, oh, I, my favorite core value is honesty. Well, I'm thinking to myself, well, me too. But like, I've failed to be completely honest about things in the past, right? But I want to have a consciousness about honesty. So I have a list um, of 48 commendable traits. It's part of one of the assessments that you could do under self-assessment that I sell it in my practice. You don't even have to coach with me, but you could you could purchase this thing called a tilt or I'll just send you the list of 48 traits. And you pick a trait and you try to work on it. And it is amazing. Now on that list, Mary, it, it talks about the golden mean. So um, back in the way back, you're talking about dating yourself. Let me date myself. So Aristotle... <laughs> <laughs> Aristotle, he's in the way back, okay? Yeah. Uh, he he realized that there is this thing called the golden mean. So I'm talking about statistics. So all of you go to statistics in your mind, go back to statistics class, and we know that there's a bell curve. And in the middle of the bell curve is the is the mean, which means it's just the right amount or it's the normal amount or appropriate amount. Now, off to the right of the bell curve is like what we call that where outliers are. There's too much of a good thing. And then there's out to the left where there's a negative, where there's not enough of a good thing. Well, this tilt factor sheet shows you what the word is for the golden mean. But then it also shows you when you have too much of that character trait, what is it called? And when you don't have enough of that character trait, what is that called? 
and we all work with people or sleep next to somebody or gave birth to somebody who has a little character issue. And if you look in the mirror, you'll find that same person. <laughs> so I'll give you a simple, I'll give you a simple example. Yeah, great. So one, one, one of the things we want to have is um, self-esteem. Okay. Okay. Now, somebody who has, you know, two standard deviations, too much self-esteem, I call arrogant. That's the word I was thinking too. Yeah, that was simple. Right. Arrogant. Right. Irk. They think too highly of themselves. Like who do they think they are? That's right. <laughs> Egomaniac, whatever you want to call right, it. Right. Right. And, then, right. and then somebody who has um, two standard deviations, not enough self-esteem is somebody who is insecure. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's like, it's so stinking hard to be in integrity all the time because you can slip out of that mean so easily, right? So like there's this, you know, like I'm highly enthusiastic. Enthusiasm, really nice, okay? Then there's this thing of where my enthusiasm is like, you know, um, like a, a dreamer, right? Or almost causes chaos, you know? Um, and then a lack of enthusiasm is apathy or apathetic, right? So people who tell me I'm stuck, I'm thinking, oh, you've fallen out of enthusiasm. You're over here in apathy. I don't know what to do. I'm not sure. Not that I can't empathize with you if you're stuck, but I am going to call to your attention that if you're in integrity, you know, grown-ups can say, I'm going to choose enthusiasm today. It's a choice to get in that meme. And a lot of people think it's not. So that's kind of a dicey place right there. <laughs> but I think that's what, you know, what we need to get real with is this idea of really pu- pulling ourselves into integrity. And and you've probably heard this too before, Mary, is that there's that old saying that's like, um, you know, uh, if you're not getting things done the way you want, you find yourself in a bad mood, you need to halt. H-A-L-T. And this is an oldie but a goodie. Mary's shaking her head at me because she's heard this before because we were... Yeah. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And so the reason why you've fallen out of integrity is you're hungry. Now it could be for food because you're trying to weigh 127 pounds, or it could be that you're hungry, you know, for an opportunity. You're hungry for, you know, whatever your desires are. Right. And then of course, if you're PO'd at the world, um, you're lonely, you need a hug, you need somebody to listen, somebody to care, somebody to buy you dinner, or you're tired, you need a nap. Okay. So, and there are a lot of us ladies that got all four of them cooking. And so if you're like, oh my God, that's me. Then you need to go back to the S self-assessment. What do I really want? What's my desire? What am I hungry for? Why am I so angry? (laughs) Who can help me? And, you know, I need a nap, you know, so have it work, get some sleep, get yourself rested up, you know? I truly believe if you, if you're not willing to change your nail color, smallest thing ever, Right. What else are you not willing to do? That's far more important than a nail color. What are you uh, what are you not willing to change and ask yourself or and get back into integrity, get back to those things that you really do care about? And it sounds like in the shine model N is next step. You'd say next right step. You'd shared that before. And the next step part to me is it's the, like, what's the action specifically you're going to do about it? I mean, awareness is great and it's one thing and it's the starting place, but if you're only aware and you never take any action, so what? It's, you know, it's just, you got right. it's, but it's a non plus, right? Yeah, exactly. 
So, okay, so we've taken a, a next right step. So I, what's the E? I'm really curious, uh, the E in shine. Okay, so E is huge um, because you have to feed uh, energy into yourself to get energy out of yourself. Okay, so, you know, we're one big giant cell. Okay, so we, of course we have all different cells, but really if you just think about it, I have this little image I call U101. Make it a circle. And essentially, you got to put six energies into you to get six energies out of you. So remember back in biology class, we learned that the cell has a wall and there's this thing going on called osmosis. And it's just like this seamless process of in and out, in and out. Now, also, some of you ladies were around and your grandmother, like my grandmother or your or your daddy, like my daddy would say, garbage in, garbage out. You know, you can't watch that. You can't listen to that. You know, all, you know. While we thought they were horrible because all we wanted to do was listen to Mick Jagger, um, they wouldn't let us do it, you know, because they didn't want garbage in, garbage out. Okay. Now, here's the thing. We put so much garbage in, it's crazy. Now, uh, that goes, it's going to take us right back to habit work, uh, right back to self-assessment and getting ourselves back in integrity and then choosing some next right steps. But there are six energies and you're like, oh God, there's six. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I keep adding to the list. The list keeps getting longer, but I'm stuck on six right now. So the first energy is intellectual energy. Mm -hmm. And that's where there's the part of going back to school. Some of the things that I hear all the time in my coaching sessions is, well, if I did that, it would be hard. Everybody thinks everything is so stinking hard. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, it's not that hard. It is one of the easiest. I mean, it is the most easy time on planet Earth to learn something. I'm sorry. Uh, you can Google it. You can take a free, uh, everybody write this down, Coursera. Say you don't want to be ridiculous like me and go get a PhD, but you want to take a class from Yale, you can do it for free on Coursera. Whatever class you want to take, psychology. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, oh my gosh, it's amazing. So you have no excuses. I'm sorry, be mad at me, but I'm telling you the truth. It's not that hard. Now, will it require some energy or some effort? Absolutely. But you can learn what you need to learn to get to wherever you want to go. Okay. So it's not that hard. Another thing people say is I'm not creative. That's my most unfavorite one that people tell me. Everybody's got a creative bone in their body. Um, so Check your beliefs, check what's coming out of your mouth because you're saying things. That's what I call a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you think it's going to be hard, buddy, it's going to be hard. Right. All right. The next, the next energy, uh, and you can kind of go from your head down here. So we had our intellectual energy touching our head. The next thing we touch is our heart. So you have emotional energy. And so this has a, a lot to do with emotional intelligence. And it also has a lot to do with how much you love. Now, I don't want to be sappy here, um, but I think love cures a lot of problems, right? So, oh, yeah. I mean, just think about just think about a child. Have you ever had a crying child on your hands? You go up to them, you put your arms around them, you kiss them. It all just went away. <laughs> it's pretty simple, you know. Now, adults are a little more complicated, but here's what I know. If I show you some love, I uh, show the world some love, especially what's in 27 feet of me probably going to be better place. So showing some love. The third energy is spiritual energy. Now it can be religious. Uh, I'm a religious gal, but um, you don't have to be if you don't want to be. I bet you are spiritual though. 
And a spiritual person is somebody who has enthusiasm. And that is just kind of like that, that uh, desire to live that vibrant life. It, and and it's at the essence of spirituality is this word. It's, it's a core word and it's a core thing is called willingness. The next one is physical energy. We've already talked about being 127 pounds and eating salad and squash. The next energy that we have is social energy. And that's why Mary Foley and I are, are talk to each other because we are uh, in a social network, right? Like right. we, she calls me, be on my podcast. I say, yes, I call her, you be on my, yes. Okay. That's how we do. Okay. Because you need other people. You cannot do this life alone. You've got to build your network. So um, I do a lot of career coaching. All right. So I will have people that call me. They've been doing the same thing for 20 years. And they're like, I want to change and do blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. Let's do self-assessment. Let's do habit work. Let's do integrity work. Let's next try step work. Let's get your energy. And the energy they are lacking is social energy. They've been in the same place, doing the same thing. Are you on LinkedIn? No. Do you have a list of all your family and friends that you send a Christmas card, a Hanukkah card, or whatever card to? No. Okay. Well, I got news for you. It is true that you need to know what you're doing to get a new career. And you're going to maybe have to go back to school and all these other things. But you know what? It is who you know a lot of the time. Um, And then the last energy is really important. And we could spend a whole hour talking about this, um, is the energy of money. I mean, I'm sorry. You got to get your money under control period, exclamation point, asterisk, you know, at symbol with a colon and another exclamation point. <laughs> and, and I know that sounds easier said than done. You got to get your money under control and you will have so much more energy if you're not thinking about the fact that the MasterCard bill is done. Or yeah. Due. yeah. Uh, you you got to get your house paid off. You got to get your cars paid off. And then you will have incredible freedom and energy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 I'm gonna say one more thing about that. May I may I say one more thing? Mary? Sure, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I want to say. So um, I have a financial um, planner, a financial advisor, a certified financial planner, and her name is Missy Carlson. So look her up. She's with Edward Jones. Now, you can pick any other financial person on the planet. There's a bazillion of them. And here's what you need to know about financial planners: they are not for people with money solely. Okay. So I, a long time ago, I think about eight years ago, I joined Toastmasters, Uh, still a member of the Toastmasters. That's where I go play and try out new material on everybody and have a good friend, you know, very good friends. And she was there because she wants to speak and and she is speaking now. Um, But uh, Missy Carlson uh, met with me and with my daughter, Katie, that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, who is now 23, uh, don't miss this, owns her own home already. Okay. Yeah. And when she she met with Katie a long time ago, when Katie was 16 years old, Katie was babysitting. Now, this didn't, I I didn't have this experience growing up. That's why I had to go work in the restaurant. But Katie was like babysitting, like the kids in the neighborhood. And then like one parent would find out that she was booked for Saturday and then she would call the other parent and then she'd end up with two families at one house. I mean, she'd get like $400 in a weekend baby, and pay her ridiculous amount of money to babysit because she's very responsible. She's going to be a doctor. Did I mention that? Anyway, so, so she, she, she's just, she's such a nerd. She's great. So, so she would get all this babysitting money. Well, I saw this money come in the house and I saw the shoes coming in the house the next day from the, from the 
from the TJ Maxx. So I took her and I sat her down with Missy Carlson and I said, would you please talk to Katie about money? And she said, I would love to. And so she sat down with Katie and she said, if you give me $50 a weekend from now until the time that you're 50, you will have this amount of money. You know, she showed her how the stock market worked and, you know, we're going to put you in these mutual funds and we're going to put, you know, 80% of your money in this because you're young and 10% in this and 10% in this in case the world goes to hell in a handbasket, you know, this kind of thing and uh, explain the whole thing. And my daughter's smart. How many of y'all have smart daughters and sons? All y'all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's how we talk in Concord, North Carolina. Right. So, so Katie listens to her and she says, you'll have like over $500,000 if you do this. That one thing, right? That one thing, that one stinking thing. And that's just giving me $50 or whatever it was. And um, so to this day, Katie put the money in there. Uh, sometimes she'd have a little extra. She'd throw it in there. Uh, then she started calling Missy Carlson going, I think we should buy Apple. I think we should buy <laughs> uh, Green Mountain Coffee. <laughs> and so she and Missy would talk about it. Now, here is the thing. Back to energy, intellectual energy. Some of you are thinking, nobody ever taught me that stuff. Well, listen, listen to me. If Missy Carlson, who grew up in a crazy AWS family in Indiana, escaped all that, moved to North Carolina, she um, and she's a millionaire now. She she has gotten herself out of a hot mess, um, and she has made so much money investing and learning how to invest. If she can do it, if she can teach Katie, if she can teach Nicole Greer, she can teach anybody. And these people who are coming up in that business will talk to anybody who's got twenty five dollars a week. Mm -hmm. Because they're trying to build their book of business right now. Um, and so uh, Missy, uh, her mission is uh, she, she loves to work with widows and orphans. I don't have to tell y'all where that comes from. Y'all know that one. And so she literally gets referrals from uh, uh, women who their husband passes and they've never looked at their money before in their life. Wow. I mean, think about your mom. Think about your grandmom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so she brings them in. Now you might be like, well, they must be in their 70s. Well, I plan on being very lucid and smart in my 70s. I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but like <laughs> she gets them in there. She's like, here's what you got. She goes through the paperwork and then they are her lifelong uh, clients. Wow. And she loves on these ladies and takes care of these kiddos. Um, so go learn about money, period. That's my big final wow. challenge. Well, you know, there's a lot, obviously, there's a lot in your shine model, you know. Uh, oh, a ton. Uh, yeah, there's a ton. And I'm sure sometimes it's with uh, the organization. Well, what are they trying to, you know, achieve and and then and how to focus that shine model sometimes with the individuals. I'm curious, since you've worked with so many organizations and teams and individuals, uh, what do people like best about the shine approach? Well, I think because they can remember it, S H I N E. Yeah. Um, and then I know we're we're not doing video today, but like I have a whole notebook, you know, on Shine, and uh, you know, and I can give you this, and you know, you can start to figure out, you know, what where do I need to work on my energy? What's the next right step I need to put in place? What are my habits? It's 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 approachable, and you can you can do it for yourself. You know, you don't have to hire a coach, although I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, you know, but you 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 can ask yourself these questions and get yourself going the right direction. Um, and and really, at the end of the day, it's it's really about how you think. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, I do think it's easy to remember. S-H-I-N-E. Okay. I know. S is for self-assessment. H, habit work. I, integrity. N, next right step. E, energy. And and even though there's a ton of different tools that you already have shared, even if I just with those words, I can start. To, I can start. And you said earlier, you start with whatever letter you need to. And that there's a lot of overlapping mm-hmm. as well. But I see again and again, coming back to this self-assessment. It, it almost in some ways, even if it doesn't start there, it's got to go there at some at some point pretty quickly. And I love your three questions. Where are you right now? Asking myself, where am I right now? Where am I right now? Right. What's going on? What do I really want? Maybe what do I really want in this situation? You know, uh, what do I want to really have to happen? And what is my next right step? And those are three really powerful questions that you could go back to again and again and again. Oh, wow. I see. See, I knew I knew when I was asking you to do this, that even though I you and I had not talked about your shine approach, it would be vibrant and it would be with not just enthusiasm, but with lots of substance. And that's what I admire about you, Nicole, is you you bring both because things are most impactful when we both have an intellectual understanding or some kind of framework, some kind of thing uh, that we're using our head. But, you know, we really make a move. When we have a, when we've in our emotion, you know, it's that when we want to feel differently, we don't feel as good as we want to feel. We don't, we have lackluster. We don't have our shine on. We want to get back there. We want to feel That's right. energizing, vibrant life. Uh, right. This framework's really, I can see is really helpful. Let's talk about nail color again. If you could okay. a nail color name to inspire us to shine, what would that name be? Every time we I look at our it- fingers or our toes, we'd go, you know, we think of the shine or we think of some essence of it. What would that be? Yeah, I think it would be vibrant. So, um, you know, the, I think this this nail color already probably is out there, but um, maybe I would, you know, get my color wheel out and look at it. But it would be like kind of like confetti. Like it'd be every fun color, you know, like you painted on it, just like confetti on your fingertips, yeah, you know, like, right. a, like a New Year's Eve kind of thing. <laughs> I love that. Multicolored, right? And and, yep. and and in New Year's Eve, what do we think of? We think of shiny things. We think of bright. We think of glitter, right? So right, and a new start, a new year, do over. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's right too. Okay, so vibrant. This has been great, and you have delivered on being vibrant and helping us shine. So oh, good. You uh, to, I want you to share with everyone if someone wants to get in touch with you, if someone wants to find out more about what you're doing and maybe plug it as an individual, maybe their organization, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, just go to uh, www.vibrantcoaching.com. Uh, my phone number's in the upper right-hand corner. Call me, leave me a message. If I'm busy, I'll call you back. Um, and you can also email me, Nicole, at vibrantcoaching.com. I'm on everything out there, uh, you know, the LinkedIn, the Facebook, the Twitter, all that stuff. So you can just Google my name and I'll pop right up. And I, I would adore having a conversation with you if there's any way I can help you. I'd love to recruit for you, train for you, coach with you or consult with you. Wow. That's, that's great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And I'm going to put all those links of what you just said in the show notes. And I'm also going to okay. put a link to your TEDx talk. Because I've watched it. It's really good. Um, and I, I like that, too. I think, you know, people want to uh, tap into the intellectual energy. But it's got some emotional energy in there, too. I'm, I'm just saying. But the very yeah. last thing I do need to ask you, 
yeah. what's your address so we can all send you a birthday card? Okay, it's 485 uh -huh. Mont Grove Place, okay. Northwest, in Concord, North Carolina, 28027. With everything that you've just given us in terms of inspiration, one, the least we could do is send you a birthday card. And even if, <laughs> you know, you just turned 57, you may be listening to this podcast and it was like months after, you know, that this podcast came out. So what? She's going to have another one. All right. Send, just send a thank you card. All right. That's right. You can and be early. And make sure so she knows you're not a stalker, you know, say, hey, I listened to you on the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. I hope that we flood your mailbox, actually, your physical. I do, too. I, if I am if I get any, I'm going to start collecting a pile and I'll send you an update. We're up to 10, 20, 40, 5,000. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Well, girl, shine on. Keep shining. Please do what you're doing. You, too. Thank you so much. Aww. Thank you. All right. Great to be with you, Mary Foley. Bye, everybody. So are you ready to flip the chip and get your shine back on? Nicole's Shine Approach, S-H-I-N-E, is a handy way to brighten you up when you're having a moment or a season of feeling less than positive or energized. One of the takeaways I'm using is her three questions to ask yourself each morning, or I was thinking any moment, you're feeling frustrated or stuck. Question number one is, where are you right now? This isn't a geography question. This is about what's going on right now in your life and how you're feeling about it. Such a simple, powerful question for self-awareness and self-assessment. Question number two is, what do you really want? Your question might be around what you want at this moment or later today. It also might be around what you want in the future because your present isn't very fun. Just be honest with yourself. And question number three is, what is the next right step? Moving from where you are to where you want to be starts with putting one foot in front of the other. I suggest identifying the smallest step, the smallest action you can take, and then do it within 24 hours. It might simply be doing an online search or sending a text or sitting still for five minutes with yourself to brainstorm ideas. It doesn't matter what it looks like. What matters is that you take the next right step. And here's my additional tip. You know what it is. Let your nail color cheer you on as well. Put on a new color and give it the name Vibrant, like Nicole suggested. Or make up another name that speaks to you and puts a smile on your face. Whatever your name. Every time you see your fingers or toes, you're reminded. Whatever your name, every time you see your fingers or toes, you're reminded that you can get your shine back on and live a vibrant life. You can make good choices to create the career, the life, or the business you want. One step, one nail color at a time. Look forward to being with you next time on the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. Thanks for listening to the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. Ready to live and laugh more? Know a friend who could use some of that too? Then subscribe at livelikeyournailcolor.com or your favorite podcast app. And share this episode right now with the person who popped into your mind. 
Together, let's flip the chip to be stronger, smarter, and happier. 